Welcome in everyone to 32 Beat Beyond the Tweets. My name is Zach Hajduk, and today I'm here with our founder and fearless leader, Zach Ring. I'm also here with our head content manager, Matt Olson. Welcome in, guys. Thanks, Zach. Good to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, been uh, been a little while since we've uh, done one of these drumbeat episodes, but I'm excited to bring it uh, back to the, the masses and our followers here. Uh, we're going to be redrafting the rookie class today, and we're going to be doing it from a dynasty perspective. So we're uh, a couple weeks into the season here, leading into week seven. In fact, the first game, just a peek behind the curtain here, of week seven is on right now in the background, I think, for all of us. So uh, maybe you'll hear us react to some of that. If Calvin Ridley decides to score and help me out for maybe the second time in his life, that would be great. Um but yeah, yeah. I uh, how have you guys been doing? It been going well for y'all? It's good. Uh, yeah, just enjoying the football season so far. It's been kind of a weird season so far. Um, I don't know if Calvin Ridley's going to do anything tonight because he's getting <laughs> covered by Marshawn Lattimore, but um, maybe he'll get one long catch or something. Yeah, as long as he didn't talk to Mike Evans before the game. Matt, uh, you're hanging out <laughs> down in Tennessee. How are you doing? Doing well. It's good to be back. I, uh, you know, we uh, took a little time off there. Obviously, you know, new father over here, our, our amazing podcast host. So, congrats to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, good couple of weeks off there. Glad to have that, and then also glad to be back up on the horse. Uh, we got to. Uh, it's it's awesome to bring my son into a miserable Patriots uh, season. Hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> can only go up can only go It'll, up from here <laughs> exactly. I, don't know. But it, I don't know at least he won't remember it is the good thing so um anyways well let's get on to more positive things uh before we head into the redraft of the rookie class here for the first round at least uh let's play a little bit of a game if you don't mind uh matt i think has something prepared to us uh prepared for us rather uh and you're gonna take us through it so uh i have no idea what you got what do you got for us all right so i figured we'd go through some you know less known stats but stuff that matters in both fantasy football and productivity for um pretty much any nfl player but in this case rookie specific and even more specific on that is rookies with 150 snaps or more is going to be the, the general outline of all these questions. So it's not going to be any random guy here, random guy there. These are going to be players that we're seeing regularly, hopefully more of in a lot of cases. Um, and I think we'll even get into that a little bit more into the show. But um, just kind of looking at, you know, quarterbacks to start, there's not a ton of anything that's going to jump out. Everyone knows, you know, who they are, what they've done. Um, so I don't want to go too deep into that, but I do think there's some interesting stuff as you get into our receivers and, and what's going on there. So I'm going to throw a couple questions out to you guys. Um, well, hang on. See, we can mark off. We can mark off Marvin Mims as a potential answer though, because uh, yeah. <laughs> criteria. Yes. Yeah. Sean Payne. He's has a total can... of seven currently. Yeah. <laughs> that is a ridiculous okay. thing. All right. Oh, let's let, let's get it started. All right. Cool. So first one that I'm going to throw at you guys again. We're talking receivers. So could be running back. Obviously, it's going to be rare. But wide receiver, tight end, 
Who do you think the number one rookie is this season so far for yards per a route run? That's yards for all you <laughs> non-Bostonians <laughs> over there. Yards per route run. I can't even do it, man. That's so great. Run. Yards. Yep. Yards um, per route do, run. You want to you give the first guess? Rookie wide receiver yards per route run. Yards per route run. Um, man, I and know. I'm gonna throw the disclaimer in here that you guys have not don't know anything I'm about to ask you in terms of the question. No. So, right, I mean, no idea. This is man, this is how we make everybody uh think that we're idiots here. Uh, I <laughs> am just, I think it, we just have to, I just have to guess Puka because he's been basically the best wide receiver for the rookie class so far. So I'm just going to have to go with that. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll be wrong with Puka. This is wide receivers and, and tight ends or yes. Anyone who can catch the ball. Um, so Justin Herbert, (laughs) not a rookie, sir. So Puka, I'll go with uh, tank Dale. Wow, I honestly I'm gonna I'm very impressed. You guys didn't get the number one answer, but you got the number two <laughs> in Puka and you got the number three in Tank Dell. Dang. Okay. And it's not one. far off. Number one is Rasheed Rice. Um mm. 2.81 yards per route run. Now this is how close you guys were. Puka 2 2.61 and then Tank Dell 2.51. So you aren't yeah. you guys are not crazy. That's that's yeah. pretty awesome. Very, right. yeah, very, I feel very good with well that. done. Rashi Rice right. makes sense. Rashi Rice makes sense. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Here's here's a sort of fun one. Drop rate. Oh, Kirk, goodness sake. Oh. Now, no, yeah, not the most drops, but given that most drops guys, per uh target. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, the guy could have 150 snaps and seven targets, and one of them be a drop, and that could mm, be the guy. I think so. I have my. I think I have my answer. I'll, I'll let you know that was a that was a good self hint, Mister Hyduke. What he? I didn't even. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him keep his own hint then. Jeez, okay, I, I don't I, know. I'm. I have a guess, but you go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna say Jaden Reed. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jalen Hyatt. I just because he doesn't have a lot of targets on the season yet. Mr. Hyduke, you are correct. It's Jalen yes! Hyatt. <laughs> Has he Zach, played 150 snaps? Uh, I think 151 exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not even fair. Hey, you were not. You were pretty spot on. Jaden Reed, number two. Hey, yeah, so, I, he had, he, he, I know he had a bad game where he had a couple drops, so he yeah. popped up in my head. Where is um, they Flowers on the list? Flowers is one, two, three, ninth. He's far down enough. Okay. okay yeah. Cool so he's, I mean, he's down at 2%. Yeah. Your boy Justin so far, at 11%. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just as uh, he's only had four targets, two targets, two targets, one target. So, I mean, the guy's only at. Yeah. Nine so he probably just has like one drop and that's it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that's a little cheap. Two drops. So you, two drops. You guys can two take drops. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take it. Well, maybe not two drops, but two misses on receptions. So yeah. here's one that I thought was really interesting, though. In that drop rate, just to kind of expand a little, number three really stuck out to me. Um, it's actually Sam Laporta at seven point one. Really? 
Yeah, and I found that real. I found that interesting just because one, how well he's done from a fantasy standpoint. Two, that means Goff, even with that scenario, is still going back to him regularly. So yeah, it um, it's certainly interesting in that regard. No, okay. I think we all love Laporta. I mean, yeah, and have loved him for months now. Yeah, you know, well, just to touch base on that, I don't think we talked up, or wait, I don't want to say talk up because that's not what we're here to do in terms of our Twitter, but I don't think there was as much love through camp for Laporta as there was Kincaid or, or even Musgrave. I, it was really weird. I think there was a lot of love for Laporta. I think you just get, there's more, um, I guess the, the thing, there's more beat writers for the Packers for sure. So you're just seeing more, um, about Musgrave Kincaid. I think just being the first round pick, there was more hype on him. Sure. But Laporta had a, had a bunch of love, and he was I forget what spicy take he was for me, but it was he finished in the top ten as a rookie tight end, and I think mm-hmm. now he's going to finish top five as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we collectively talked about it being the year of the rookie tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we can certainly get to that. Um, and Matt, yeah, hey, uh, do you have any one last quick thing here maybe for us? And then we can move on to the redraft because that's what everybody's waiting on. Yeah. Um, let's throw you guys a crazy one. Ooh, Olave with a real bad miss there on second and eight. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're oh, no, it's all good. We. Uh, let's I definitely go. am. And keep in mind, we're we're all positions here. Carries okay. inside the 10. I feel like all positions was a hint. Well, all it's got to be a running back. He's just trying to throw us off all positions. Or, or is it a quarterback? All positions, baby. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson hasn't played enough. Does he even have 150 snaps? See, and I, and I go to A-Chan, too, because like he had all those carries inside the 10 during his Were they inside games. the 10? Well, he had – I know for sure Pretty he had scored. like three at least. It ain't Bichon doesn't have a rushing touchdown, but maybe he this has carries. They oh, constantly bring – yeah, The fact that he in. said it could be any position throws me off. It's going to be a wide receiver or something. All right, you guys got to pick someone. Up. Let's go here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to – I'll stick with A-Chan. I'm going to go wildly off beat here, and I'm probably definitely wrong on this one. Let's just guess Tajay Spears. Wow. Tajay yeah, Spears has one. Okay. Hey, at least <laughs> yeah, it does have zero. I haven't watched a lot of Titans games yet this year, so um, I've got to catch up on that. The leader is actually Anthony Richardson with four. Oh, for that. Uh, we, that was too easy. I and tried, I tried said, for you guys. I know. I tried. When he said it could be any position, we should have known. Bijan yeah, has I, two for the record. I know he came up. Um, what's A-Chan have? He has none. What? I know we're only – They must have been right outside. The, they were right outside. The 10-yard line. Because he had – You want to hear the crazy one? Go ahead. Yeah. Strout, two. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you also have to I pick mean, offenses that are actually working. At the so, one. Yeah. 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 All right, that was fun. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. We'll do some more of those yeah. games here in the future for you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on to the rookie redraft here. Uh, this is definitely going to be a lot different than it was at the beginning of this season and uh, or in the off season. And uh, maybe we'll even do one at the end of the season here, just to see where we're all at, even from today. 
And uh, yeah, we know things have changed and can change. Let's go ahead. We'll do it snake draft style. So uh, whoever starts will get a single pick and then we'll loop back around. Ring, let's give you the first overall pick. Who are you taking okay. at? Number one, I'm sure we're all going to be shocked. Number one overall for the rookie redraft. Well, originally, I was a huge Bryce Young fan. I still am. I oh, still we should Bryce specify. Young. We should specify we're going to do super flex. We're doing super flex rookie redraft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I love Bryce Young. I I took him over Bijan anywhere I could, wherever I had the first pick. So I love Bryce Young, and I still do. I think if the Panthers get him a receiver, he's going to be great. Um, but I can't take him here, number one. I have to take the quarterback that has been the best so far as a rookie, and that is C.J. Stroud. Yeah. So he's my first pick. He's got 1,600 passing yards, nine touchdowns, and only one interception in six games. I mean, I don't think – I know people people liked him, and he's the second overall pick in the NFL draft, but I don't think anybody expected this kind of production so soon. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm CJ Stroud, number one. All right. Yeah. I respect that. I, I agree. He's been doing some really good stuff. I was listening to the, uh, ringer NFL show and, uh, uh, Benjamin Solak was just going nuts. Uh, so he, uh, over over what CJ Stroud has been doing, he gave some really great context to that. It's it's been awesome to see. I took a massive L on the whole Bryce Young situation. I said that he was going to be the best quarterback in that division, and uh, you know gave the reason that he was going to beat out Baker and uh, and the guy who's on TV right now and Derek Carr. But hey. I well, let's just say uh, I wasn't wrong about those two guys. I was just uh, on the <laughs> I was the wrong guy on the division. So yeah, yeah I, love I still think I still think that. Bryce. I still think Bryce Young is going to be great and a quarterback for a long time in the NFL. But at this moment, CJ Stroud has has proven more. Yes, he has. He's done a great job. Matt, let's give you the second overall pick here. What do you got going? I mean, we're going to stay on the QB train, um, but. And I mean, maybe if we, we take the current scenario out of this for a second, you know, everyone's a little recency bias, but uh, my boy's Anthony Richardson. Um, mm. I'm just, you know, we, we obviously briefly talked about his yard, his carries inside the 10. Um, I don't know, fantasy wise, you know, I'm all about that uh, Konami code. If any of you guys know that wonderful reference to rushing quarterbacks and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, there's been knocks on, oh, can he stay healthy? You know, this, that, the other thing you can't label the guy injury prone because of something that freak injury that happened. I, I see him getting healthy. The Colts did the right thing by him. He's doing the right thing by not trying to fight it as a rookie, go to the bench, come back stronger next year. The kid's a freak athlete. He's going to be able to come back. He's going to put up numbers. His passing looked pretty solid. He, he, The only thing I will say that was a little concerning is we saw a lot in camp about him connecting deep with Alec Pierce, and it, it did never really translate into the games. Um, so I think they, the Colts as a whole need to establish a little bit more downfield, um, I guess, prowess, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, we might see him on someone's list here, but Josh Downs looks like a pretty solid player and could be a good connection for for a good amount of time there. So my second overall pick or the second overall pick in my pick, Anthony Richardson. 
All right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back uh, super, you know, hot off the 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 start next year off the injury. And uh, I think I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but he was the best quarterback uh, for fantasy per, uh, you know, snap or quarter or whatever, basically like points per game uh, by a a good margin on the year. He just wasn't Mm -hmm. able to finish a lot of the games. And that was just, it's, it's gotta be frustrating. I know I saw some stuff for the Colts where they're like, you know, real worried about the whole repeat of an Andrew Luck situation. So see how that goes. Definitely productive for fantasy. I'm interested. I'm interested to see, you know, if he ends up having a fields like career where a couple years in, we're like, yeah, is this guy really going to be a long-term NFL starter or not? But I mean, he's huge and he scores points for fantasy. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about him, I think he's great. He's awesome. It would be that the Colts tell him, you know, take away his running a little bit to try to protect him uh, because that's what makes him what he is. And so dynamic is his rushing ability along with his passing. So if, if they're worried about him getting injured and they take take that away next year, um, that would be the only thing that worries me. But he's I don't he's think awesome. he can survive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it's a tricky thing. It's it's you got to kind of toe that line of you got to mm-hmm. unleash him a little bit and uh, and protect him a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So all right, moving on to me now. I can't believe I'm sitting at three and getting Bijan Robinson, although. Uh, I guess that's kind of the way that it was going anyways in a lot of super flex drafts, but that's the obvious pick here. Uh, hasn't been honestly as uh, you know crazy productive as I was really hoping coming into the year, but I, he's been very solid for sure. He's not disappointing. Uh, he's in the top 10 for sure uh, in so far as uh, running backs are concerned on the year. You mentioned uh, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown yet, but man, does he look good. Anytime he touches the ball, uh, it's just he's one of those guys that's a very special guy. I don't want to belabor that too much with a third overall pick. We're obviously going B. John Robinson there. With four, you guys have left me in an interesting situation. It's tough here uh, knowing what I'm looking at. I feel like I could go a couple of different directions, but I'm just – I'm going to go on a guy that I didn't believe in uh, coming off a of week one, and that's just Puka Nakua. I, I don't know what his situation is going to look like next year. I really don't with Matthew Stafford maybe being there, maybe not. I feel like a lot of his targets are kind of schemed up with Sean McVay. People are kind of speculating whether or not Sean McVay is going to be around for a long time, and obviously that's a key part of this pick here, in, in my opinion, is having a, a good offensive coordinator. But uh he's having the birth of his son and the guy's like my son knows better than to come out on a uh on a you know sunday during a game and so if he's saying things like that and uh, be basically communicated to an effect he's willing to miss the birth of his own son then i uh i feel like he's going to stick around more than a year even if matthew stafford moves on so i'm going to go with pukunukua absolutely outrageous production i'm not worried about last week with the four receptions still a 33 percent target share so just don't let my dynasty friends uh, hear this podcast. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be hard, going to give me a hard time. But that's what we're going to go with. Pukunakua at pick four. Not to interrupt, not to interrupt the draft, but the Jaguars just ran an amazing fake punt, and Logan <laughs> Cook, their punter from the Mississippi State University, perfectly, <laughs> perfectly executed, perfectly executed. Okay, yeah, you Puka. know that's. <laughs> yeah, I see the celebration. I need to see the replay here. 
Um, you know, kind of to piggyback off Puka, you know, it does get interesting um, with Puka in terms of Cooper Cup coming back. You know, I think everyone's scared right now because of the production. He saved, you know, himself two weeks ago, I think it was, with a touchdown. Um, But, I mean, he's clearly pulled production away from Puka. I think what's interesting is Cup's on the Rams, obviously signed for three more years, but the Rams do have an out after next year, after his age 31 season. Um, So, you know, with the emergence of Puka, with, to your point, Stafford maybe not hanging around, there's a, a real possibility that they try and reset that offense. Now, you could argue, you know, Cup would be a, a young quarterback's best friend. Um, it's probably, if I'm guessing, the quarterback of the future is not on the roster right now. Um, I think pretty simple <laughs> to say. It's a little bit of a to uh, Stetson Bennett. Yeah, you know, he'll probably be in jail by by the time he gets his chance. Yeah, he's having um, some issues right now. <laughs> um, but I think the contract scenario is interesting, and I think it does, at least in my mind, help you justify him going that high. I think for me, yeah, it's about just believing that Sean McVay is going to be there. The outrageous nature of the targets. I'm not super worried. He still had seven targets and 11 targets with Cooper Cutback, so... Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not as ex- concerned about it. Maybe I, you know, I'm going to be wrong again, uh, the opposite direction this time. But we'll we'll see what happens. And I just I don't know what you. How do you how do you go away from 15, 20, 7, 10, 11, 7 targets? That's a lot of targets. So I just got to take mm-hmm. that. So Matt, uh, bring us around back through the snake here on pick five. I mean, we have to drop Bryce Young at this point. It's it seems pretty obvious. Um, you know, looking at Bryce Young, you know, Zach Ring touched on this earlier. Like he's got the the tools to be a good quarterback. You know, his true completion percentage right now is 15th in the league at 71.9%. I think that says a lot. Um, it's not leading to on-field production right now, but you know, he's making you know, father time Adam Thielen look may be, you know, a pretty damn solid wide receiver this year. Um, what I did find interesting is that the Panthers actually lead the league in pass plays per game at 40.2. So the volume is there. The receivers are always always... down big. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what you want in (laughs) fantasy though, right? Garbage times, real time. Um, one thing I did see that came out today that I thought was interesting. And I'm only mentioning this because, you know, we, actually had a podcast with Sheena quick who talked this person up and uh, he no longer (laughs) wants to be on the team. So Terrence Marshall earlier today, um, I guess got permission to, you know, explore his trade options. Yeah. Um, I do think that's a, I guess, semi blow. Um, I think it'll give Mingo more opportunity, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I like what we see from Bryce young. He's getting, he's ranked ninth or his O-line is ranked ninth in protection, um, which is always bodes well. I think it's just a time thing where he needs the reps, he needs to get ready. And I think by the end of the season, we'll probably be speaking in a different light and we probably start get some ROI on our investment. 
Yeah, Ring, yeah, you have any I, opinions I, on that? Yeah. No, I mean, I love Bryce. You guys know that. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, they're going to get him some more weapons. Uh, Miles Sanders had mm-hmm. been good this year, and he was a big signing. Adam Thielen's been great, and I think – I mean, I, Thielen was probably a good receiver in the past couple of years, even though people thought that time was – Father Time was catching up. It's just he was playing across from Justin Jefferson, who got all the targets. So, Thielen's a good receiver, but I don't think you feel comfortable with him as your number one receiver. So, they're going to get somebody through either through the draft or free agency and uh, to help Bryce out. He's going to be just fine. Yeah, we'll have to see. I really uh, like the idea of Mingo, and, uh, you know, he's had some production here and there. But uh, the Terrace Marshall thing is weird. They're handing off. I I am not concerned with the handoff of uh, the coaching, the offensive play calling, rather, uh, that came out this week, I think it was. And a lot of people were overreacting to that based on the way everybody was talking, including Bryce himself. That was a plan from, like, training camp. So, you know, if that was the plan, then that was the plan. And it's not just some crazy reaction to being 0 and 6, although they are 0 and 6. So, uh, Ring, who you got uh, back at the top here at 6? So we're at pick 6. Okay. So I, I get pick 6 and 7. That mm-hmm. is correct. Um, so at 6, I'll take a guy that was going in the late first, early seconds um, a few months ago, and that's Devon. A chan, a chan, or however he wants his first name to be said. Um, <laughs> and last name. <laughs> but, yeah, and last name. Um, so he's my pick at pick five. I mean, you can't deny what he did in the three games that he that he got uh, more than six to, or more than a handful of touches. I mean, he's a top five running back still, and I think he only has about thirty, four, th- around forty carries. So you're going to fact check me on that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's explosive. And once again, just like Anthony Richardson, the only thing that worries me is his injuries. He kind of has been banged up a few times already. He's small. I don't think the Dolphins are ever going to give him 20 carries, but what he can do with 10 carries is better than what most people can do with 20 carries. So um, you mm-hmm. just can't deny his explosiveness. And, um, I mean, I'd be, I, I, I have – hardly any shares of HN and I, I need to get some more. So um, he's my pick at pick five and then it picks or it picks six and then, or yeah, pick six and then it picks seven. I'm going to go with um, Zay flowers mm. who mm. has impressed as well. So I'm taking him. So if you think about back to your rookie drafts, the first wide receiver taken was JSN. I think this is our first, is it? No, Puka was our first. So this is our second wide receiver taken. Mm-hmm. But he's impressed too. I mean, he's just 35 catches for 367 yards and a touchdown. And I think his touchdown numbers are going to come up. And also think uh, the explosive plays are going to are going to increase because he's getting a lot of catches, a lot of targets. He's clearly already the Ravens' number one receiver. Um, I like him a lot. I like his future with Lamar. I think they're going to grow together. And so I just I like him for this year and the years beyond. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I think we all really like Zay Flowers. And of all the first round rookies, I think it's to me like, yeah, he, he, in my opinion, would be the guy I want out of all four of those. So I can respect that decision there for sure. Oh, it's me, huh? Yes, it is. Yeah, Matt. So uh, that's why uh, we had that. <laughs> eight. <laughs> so you got an eight there. 
No, I, um, so kind of taking it or, you know, reshuffling a little or and maybe going a little earlier than people took them. Um, you know, I am a big fan in how a lot of fantasy leagues still keep the tight end position as a position and don't I turn love it, it away. I love it already. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, put it in. you know, everyone sits there and hangs their hat on or not hangs their hat on, but whoever drafts Kelsey, it doesn't matter what kind of league you're in. You know, you have an asset because of position scarcity. And this guy is going to be the Travis Kelsey for the foreseeable future. Um, once there is no more Travis Kelsey, um, but it's Sam Laporta. I mean, the yep. guy, yep. if no one knew that from those statements, the guy is just off the charts in terms of everything or every stat is top five, top 10. When you pull in all receivers or all receiving positions, um, he's almost top three in every tight end position or stat. Um, it's, it's truly amazing. I, you know, again, we talked about rookie tight ends breaking the mold this year. Um, I believe it was one of your all spicy takes. Um, there's, I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked that he fell to eight just because of the scarcity of the position and what he's done. And I think he's QB proof. I know that's crazy to say this early, but Goff has obviously looked great. Call it a resurgence for lack of a better term. Um, as a UT fan, I do, do I think Hendon Hooker can do the same thing if, if he truly got the reins when it was his time? I don't know. Um, but I think when, regardless of how that all works out, tight ends are always a QB's best friend in a new system. And Laporte is going to be in Detroit a long time unless they do something stupid. So he should be there to support whoever the QB is constantly. And he's proven that he can do it in a multitude of ways. So number eight, Sam Laporta. You mean like trade him to the Vikings or something? I mean, I trading to their, the Vikings is just an interesting. In. But think about it. They were like, oh, we'll just go get the Sam Laporta guy. We don't, we don't need Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love Laporta. Can... Yeah, Ring, you were way in on him. And uh that has really served you well, I would assume, in, in your fantasy, especially dynasty drafts, because I know you said you were getting him anywhere you could. He, There are three tight ends right now who are averaging double digits uh, in fantasy every week, and it is, I believe, Kelsey, Andrews, and Laporta, and I don't think anybody else is particularly close. So uh, the fact that that is a reality with him as a rookie is amazing. He's looked good. He's performed for fantasy and in real life so that's that's been awesome to watch so coming around to me here this just feels like a problem uh with how far this guy has dropped i understand it i get it i'm not really sure if i had to pick who i'd swap him out with where i'd do that but jameer gibbs this is mm -hmm. just too much i understand he hasn't produced like you've wanted him to believe me i traded for him in like week two or three uh <laughs> and it has been painful because i as you, having running backs in dynasty is super valuable and when you invest in one and he doesn't seem to be paying off it hurts a lot uh don't come at me uh royce freeman uh former drafters but like 
that's just man uh i think the injury i understand it he's a little bit lighter but we already mentioned a guy like devon hn who is uh super light i'm not worried in the long run about jameer gibbs because he's going to be one of those efficiency guys he's going to catch passes and david montgomery is injured right now so you're going to see some more production going here forward they still drafted him at 12 overall they were super excited mm-hmm. there will be a point where they have to use him whether or not they want to of course, I felt that way about Swift, but they invested a lot more than that in, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in Jameer Gibbs. So I think we just have to expect that uh, we see that usage uptick or at least that efficiency in that uh, in that offense. Man. That's okay. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs is still kind of finding his way, I think. Um, I think everyone can agree that Dan Campbell – is basically Arthur Smith in disguise and hates using playmakers when it matters. Um, you know, you can go ask Bijan or Kyle Pitts about that. And I mean, we're seeing, we were seeing David Montgomery get 30 carries a game. Like something's got to give there. I get it. If it's not broken, don't fix it, yeah. but make it easier on your whole team. I, I Montgomery has been plotting a little, I, He's still putting yeah, he's, up he's, numbers. He's, I mean, he's three yards in a cloud of dust, and then he, he'll break one for 40 yards, and it raises his yeah. average to four yards per carry. It's Yeah, Gibbs, is, his, use, his usage, usage has been frustrating, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And they, all the offseason talk, they're like, yeah, we're going to find find creative ways to give him the ball, and we haven't seen any of that yet. And they're like, we want to ease it. And then, and then they're like, we want to ease him in slow. And, yeah. I mean, we're in week seven now it's it's time to, mm-hmm. to unleash him a little bit yeah yeah i agree i think it's just irresponsible i know a lot of people were like well what did you expect his usage to be like this is the kind of guy that he is and they've even come out and said he's a change of pace back well i understand that but you drafted a guy at at 12 overall i don't care what position he plays uh, uh, maybe as an exception quarterback but you look through like every if if you select a guy at top 12 and you're not using him like you selected him at top 12, that's just irresponsible. So I'm going to get mad at the Lions either way on that one. But uh, I think yeah, one, I agree with you guys. You just have to assume. Go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say one more stat before we go to the next guy. I just wanted to throw in that since we were talking about this. His opportunity share is 40.7%. That's 41 amongst running backs. It's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yep. We hope to see some improvement there for sure. So just to recap where we're at at the moment before we swing back around and wrap this thing up. At the top, C.J. Stroud, quarterback, goes to Zach Ring. Anthony Richardson, followed up by Bijan Robinson, Puka Nakua, Bryce Young, Devon Achan, Zay Flowers, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, and at 10 here, I'm going to take Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Now I understand I'm taking two guys here that everybody's kind of disappointed in how they've uh, been used. And I have been, I, I have, I was on uh, the four for four podcast and talking about how I really like Lockett this year and that JSN, I don't think is going to take his job. And that so far has been the case, even coming off the bye here. Uh, what am I talking about? They've played yeah five games. So six. Yeah, I am right there. I thought I wasn't being insane. <laughs> Uh, but he has had targets and each week, I believe we've seen an uptick in the depth of target. Uh, so that's been good to see. We saw five targets, uh, for four receptions and 48 yards last time he was on the field. So it's not as if he's not producing at all. That was of course his largest yardage total. Um, but 
I just he's he's a guy who I think is talented as opposed to Jordan Addison here. I, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is a little bit more talented. I also know that next year uh, I trust whatever the Seahawks are doing a little bit more than whatever the Vikings are doing. If Kirk Cousins isn't there, mm-hmm. I would like to avoid That's a rookie a good point. and Justin Jefferson is going to demand whatever targets a rookie quarterback, assuming they have a rookie quarterback is going to be throwing to them. So I'm just going to be going with the guy that I think is a little bit safer in the situation. Geno Smith may or may not be there in a couple of years. We shall see based on that contract, but all things being equal, I'm still taking JSN, so give me JSN. Yeah, I like oh. that pick. I I saw our our guy uh, Jacob Gibbs, who we, who we retweet a lot. He, I think he, it was today, he sent out a tweet that uh, JSN's routes run percentage has increased every week, and especially the last few weeks. So he's getting he's running more routes lately, and, and it's only a matter of time before they start to incorporate him more and more into their offense. Yeah, man, I have nothing to say. Nothing at all. Okay. No, Sounds Jason good. is good. Super talented. He's he's. I mean, I, I I don't think anybody's too concerned. It's just you you wanted more. I mean, none of us are patient anymore. Um, so you wanted more to start with, but I, I think he'll. I, honestly, now's the time to go trade for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Personally, this is kind of what I expected and wide receivers. I mean, it's only been the last couple of years that we're like expecting starter level production four or five weeks into the season. So I think we just need to level set those expectations when you have two really good wide receivers on the field with you. And next year, Lockett will probably still be around, but I don't know. I just anticipate maybe, I don't know, maybe we're able to get a little bit more production. Lockett falls off a little bit and we'll see what happens. So uh, Matt, lead us through uh, the last two picks here. Uh, What do you got at 11? So at 11 and you did all my work for me of why I didn't have, why I'm not going with Jordan Addison. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to zig a little and we, we're talking about this guy earlier today as a group. Um, and I just see him ascending. I love his quarterback. I don't, he's not going anywhere. Um, I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice. Um, and this is a guy that I've been trying to target literally everywhere I can. Um, he's got seven red zone targets on the year, you know, leading the chiefs there. Um, it, or maybe he's tied with Kelsey now. Um, I don't want to misspeak there, but regardless, the guy is ranked 12th out of wide receivers with seven red zone targets. What I found really interesting too, is he is averaging 6.66 fantasy points per route run. Mm -hmm. That's good for sixth in the league. Yeah. The guy just needs opportunity. And that whole team from a wide receiver standpoint is a mess. Obviously, Kelsey's getting his regularly, but someone's going to have to step up. And I don't see anyone on that team that's going to be able to do what Rice has done and should continue to do. You pair that with Mahomes for at least the next four years. I like what I see. You must have forgotten they just uh, got this guy named Miko Hardman. Oh, for the love. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I forgot the Jets, you know. Yeah, no, Rice is good. And I think I just get the feeling that, like, Andy Reid and the coaches the past couple weeks 
are seeing the same thing as everybody mm-hmm. else, but they're seeing even more, and that Rice is going to become the guy. Like, MDF, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is just out there running cardio every week. Wow. And then mm-hmm. uh, Sky Moore is uh, – he's pretty much nothing at this point. He is what he mm-hmm. is. He might get two catches a game and get a carry here and there. But Rice is the guy in the wide receiver room. There's Kelsey. Kelsey's obviously going to get his targets and his catches. But the the one that's going to step up at wide receiver is Rice. So I, I love the pick. I I had him. I was ready to take him at 12. I had, I did not think you were about to take him. One other thing that I will throw out there is his route win, his route win rate is third out of all wide receivers. That's insane. Yeah. He needs to be utilized more. Yeah. Yeah, he I think be. when we saw him yeah, when we saw him against the Broncos, and that's been a little bit of a trend on Twitter recently, is kind of pumping up Sky Moore and or not Sky Moore, Rushy Rice. I really like that as well. Uh, he's already at so Rushy Rice on the season is at 245 yards and two touchdowns. Last year, Sky Moore had 250 yards uh, and zero touchdowns receiving. So he's already basically done what uh, Sky Moore did in his entire rookie season. And uh, he's, of course, not competing, I guess, with Juju Smith-Schuster or whatever, but he is competing with Sky Moore. And now, of course, you know, as you mentioned, Miko Hardman. But I'm excited about that. I would love to get him from the guys in my league, but I think they know the same thing that you do, and it's going to be tough to, to snatch him. So, Ring, who is wrapping up this rookie redraft at 12 for you so far? Just for everybody to know, again, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, B. John Robinson, Puka Nakua, Bryce Young, Devon A. Chan, Zay Flower, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, JSN, Rasheed Rice, and at pick twelve, we're going to go with Jordan Addison, who I thought right. Matt was about to take at eleven, and I was going to take Rice, but I'm fine with Addison here. Um, it's the only thing. I mean, he's he's had a good year. He has four receiving touchdowns, which is that is that the most for a rookie wide receiver so far. Uh, I'd imagine probably. so. Without having the stat handy, yeah. I'd say so. He's, yeah, he's been a big play threat. Just his first, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the thing coming in with Addison was like his his combine numbers and measurables and stuff weren't weren't dynamic, but he's he's made big plays. He's gotten open deep, um, and I guess it helps to have Justin Jefferson on the other side of you. And that would be maybe the only concern is that Jefferson might always be um on the other side mm-hmm. of them commanding all the targets but i don't think you can can, uh, can complain at all about what addison's done so far and to get him at pick 12 in a, in a rookie draft if you would have got him here when you first did your draft then you'd be thrilled with what he's done so far so addison's my pick and it really wasn't that close between addison and then the next tier of players so i, I think i think overall we did a pretty good job yeah, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense here. Um, there's one uh, we can talk about a couple notable guys who maybe missed, but the the one that obviously sticks out is uh, Quentin Johnson. Now, I don't think as a group collectively we were very in on him in the first place, uh, but just to see what he's been able to do, and he seems to be, you know, have been bullied in that uh, the that pick that finish on Monday Night Football. I'm not sure you can necessarily blame him. Maybe it should or shouldn't have been a flag, but hey, you know, you got shoved out of the way by a veteran cornerback. He picked it off and ended the game for the Cowboys there. And I just uh, haven't been impressed so far. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that it's kind of been what I've expected, I suppose. 
Um, but I just, yeah, he is falling way down draft boards. And frankly, I don't I mean, know. I, there's probably six, seven I, players that I'd still take before him. I mm-hmm. think, I think he, I think he would fall to the third round for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't believe in the talent and he hadn't showed me anything to, to prove it differently. So, I mean, TC, when he, that final game at TCU was, I'm shocked after that game. And maybe obviously he had a, a much bigger you know, canvas of, or to showcase throughout the season. But that final game at TCU was ugly. And I think it showed there was kind of a narrative that like he couldn't live up in the big moment. And I think mm-hmm. for him, the NFL where he is not who he was in college is a big moment for him. And he's, I just, I don't think the kid can handle it. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, he, he could bully lots of cornerbacks in college, but he can't really do exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, in the NFL, yeah, and maybe All he right. turns it around. I hate to pile on him like this, but <laughs> I know I feel I felt uh, bad for a second. It's there. it's it's been bad. It's been bad, and it, yeah. and he's had his opportunities. So it's not like he's like mm-hmm. JSN where he's just kind of getting eased into the offense. I mean, he's he's getting his opportunities and he's just not producing. Yeah, without Mike Williams being there, I understand a lot of people like Palmer, but uh, when that guy's doing better than you are and you're a first-round pick, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. people figure it out eventually, but there were some red flags coming in. They seem to be, at this point, kind of uh, proving themselves true at this point. So we'll see. Maybe you get something. uh, But, uh, Matt, give me one guy uh, who maybe just missed the cut for you, and then we'll head out. Um, the well, next guy who just missed a cut for me was Dalton Kincaid. Um, I've been on that train for a while. Obviously, you're not seeing the results that you want, but you know, Dawson Knox is not the answer long term. Um, I, I want to say we looked it up earlier and we were discussing it, but he is, I want to say, seventh in, um, for all, for all receiving position rookies he's seventh and uh snaps out of the slot so the narrative pre you know pre or the narrative before the season started that he would be used you know in line and in the slot was true is true i think we see more as the season goes on i mean the guy has talent there's no doubt about it and i think you know that offense needs to get going and he's a perfect guy to just continue to get comfortable and to continue to utilize. So that is my that would have been my next stop. All righty. Yeah, I like it. Zach, do you have any last words before heading out here? Uh, yeah. Do you want an update on uh, Calvin Ridley? Oh, so, yeah. What do we got? <laughs> er, early, early, in the th- early in the third quarter, he has zero targets. Oh, for this. Wow. Looking, uh, man, looking good. That is – I don't even know. I'd have to. I'll have to watch it's, this it's game. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Him and him and Trevor Lawrence have a weird connection. It's like he'll either yeah. go off or he won't really do anything. By low yeah. candidate, maybe I have him in a lot of spots. And uh, again, I paid for him also in my dynasty league at the beginning of the season, and that is really not feeling great at this point. He's talented, and uh, we'll have to see where that goes. I, for those of you who have made it this far into the podcast. You will be rewarded with uh, a little bit of knowledge, knowing that tomorrow I'll be interviewing our Jags beat reporter, um, John Shipley. Uh, we had him on preseason here, so he's hopefully going to give us a few answers on that. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the game tonight and, and see where we go from there. But 
anyways uh, i want to thank everybody for joining us here for this uh we're super glad to have you with us on this episode of drum beats don't forget to like rate review and uh, repost this where you can it really does help out the show also if you uh, haven't yet be sure to check out our patreon and all of the previous podcasts at our website 32beatwriters.com for zachary for matt olson i'm zach heidi see you